Sovereigns, Monica Grace from CardReadingQueen.com here, and today's content is a particularly uh, popular topic. It's Why Won't They Text Me Back? Twin Soul Rules of Engagement. This is going to be for you if you are struggling to communicate with your twin soul. And this is, for me, this is actually a re-record, so I am recording this again. Uh, something happened to the footage, it, you know, it was just corrupt, um, and I tend to record these in batches, so yeah, just something happened with the footage, so uh, I'm sure there's a good reason for that, and that I will, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna do, do the video again, and this is the version that you'll get, so we'll see what comes out. Um, so basically, I have three rules for texting your twin soul, uh, and um, call it call these the twin soul rules of engagement. I think that these three rules are really the only three that you need to understand how to communicate with your twin. And so I will try to go into depth on these and explain them in more detail, but yeah, three rules, that's all you need. Not like uh, the 3D dating scene where it's like, they text you and then you can't text back until they text you again or like two text limit for a no response, for example. So um, yeah, th there's only three rules with your twin soul and you really can't mess it up. So if you've done something not in these three rules, then it's okay because your twin soul is, is basically like God, the universe, source, spirit, your creator, your higher power, whatever you'd like to call it, your twin soul is just a physical manifestation of that. So whoever your higher power is. So just like your higher power, so for me it's God, but just like, so for me it would be like, just like God is always going to give me a second chance. Like I really can't mess up my relationship with God. Um, it's the same with your twin soul. And so like with God, um, I can't mess up the relationship but God will not engage with me if I am breaking these rules. It's the same with your twin soul. So if you break the rules, then your twin soul is not able to engage with you uh, at that level. But then when you start following the rules again, and, and it's just a choice to follow the rules, then your twin soul is able to engage with you again. Uh, I have another video slash podcast on this, but the gist of it is that your twin soul is only able to engage with you from a place of love, similar to God, similar to the universe. And so whenever you are trying to engage with your twin soul from a different place, then they, they disappear. Like they, they just, they can't engage with you at that level. So with, without further ado, here are the three rules. So rule number one, you can only reach out to your twin soul from a place of love. So I was basically just talking about this. Um, and the reason is because your twin soul cannot engage with you uh, from a place of fear, manipulation, lies, um, neediness, clinginess. Your twin soul is repelled by that and they, they, can, they just cannot engage with you at that level. So what does it mean to reach out to someone from a place of love? Well, the first thing is that you have to be called to reach out by your higher power. So it, it's got to be an intuitive hit 
or whatever your higher power is. Again, for me, it's God. So it's like God would have to call me to reach out to my twin soul um, in that in order for me to follow this first rule. Uh, the, the second piece of this is that before you reach out, you want to be at peace and have no expectations. So no expectations is really about surrendering that control. Um, anytime you have, um, expectations, it's always from a place of like control over the future. Uh, so don't try to control your twin because they can't engage with you at that level. Um, and then having peace within yourself is really, um, it's basically just like not needing anything from them. So not having that clinginess around them, the clinginess, the neediness, um, the desire for something back from them. Uh, so if you are at complete peace with yourself, that's actually what is attractive to your twin soul. Because again, your twin soul can't really engage with you um, from a place of neediness. So then um, the last piece of this reaching out from a place of love is um, you have to have a desire to express your love for them. Uh, and so this is, uh, you know, it, it could be, um, I mean, it could be all sorts of things. It doesn't mean you have to be like very gooey with them, um, but, but it could just be like a joke, like making them laugh, telling them something interesting, uh, seeing how they're doing, like all of those things are reaching out from a place of love. It could also be that you want to tell them how you feel and you want to express yourself to them, uh, even express some angry feelings that you're having to them. And as long as you are expressing those with no desire to hurt them, first of all, and then no desire for a response, second of all. So as long as you are just expressing yourself from a place of peace, again, and you just wanted to share how you were feeling, that is, that's also um, a form of love. So uh, really anything you do can trigger your twin and it's probably the most benign thing that you do that is going to trigger them the most. Uh, and that is their upset to deal with. So as long as you weren't trying to trigger them, then it's okay because they, they can handle that upset on their own. Um, and if you are showing your twin a problem through your words, it's okay because again, they have to take responsibility for that problem um, that they're experiencing because it is um, internal to them and it is inner work that they need to do. Especially as long, you know, if you are coming from the place of love, then that is what is going on there. The second rule is that you have to honor boundaries in the physical. Um, so I have a couple examples here. So first of all, if someone asks you to please stop communicating with them or don't, you know, don't communicate with me through this channel, anything like that, then, uh, definitely honor the boundary. And so this, you know, this is just basic respect, right? Like, um, and this, this specifically would be someone being explicit about it. So this is different than, you know, they didn't respond. And so now I feel like I can't talk to them through this channel. Um, that's a totally different thing. This is, they said, please stop talking to me, uh, or please stop contacting me 
over text. Please stop calling me. Um, please stop showing up at my work or whatever it is. Please stop driving by my house. No, I'm kidding. These are, uh, don't, don't do any of the, don't do some of those things because they're a bit stalkerish. Um, but you know, other than that, like if, you know, if, um, someone is explicit about asking you not to communicate and is setting that boundary, then definitely honor it because you have to respect what's, what's being shown to you in the physical. Um, and you have to, you have to resolve what's being shown to you in the physical from a place of love. This is true for like money as well. Um, so if you're trying to manifest a ton of money, you can't ignore that you are poor, um, or that you don't have the money you need. Um, you can't ignore your bills and get away with it. So you have to, you have to, um, confront what's in your reality from a place of love and from a place of compassion for yourself and work through those things. And that's how you are able to manifest money. Um, it's the same with your twin soul. So if you are, you know, if you are being asked not to communicate, you have to work through the lesson of that in order to move on and in order to, um, be invited to communicate again with your twin soul. So it's, it's all, you know, it's all, um, it's all about like respect what is being shown to you in the physical. Uh, if you get blocked, don't be afraid of that because if it's your twin soul and you do your healing work, they will unblock you. If you do your healing work and the person doesn't unblock you, if they, it could just not be your twin soul. Um, or they could just, it could be that you have more healing work to do. Like you just keep going until you know, something is resolved there. Um, when your twin soul shuts the door on anything. So, you know, I talked specifically about blocking cause I know it's a common one for the texting, but if they're shutting the door on something and it, it can be anything, there are two, well, I guess, yeah, two things that typically happen. The first is that, um, as soon as you honor the boundary, um, and this can be communication or a different boundary, then that will open back up again. So they shut the door on it, but then you honor the boundary and then they open the door. Um, and they, and you have to rebuild that trust. Um, but they will always, if it's your true twin soul, they would always give you the chance to start honoring that boundary that they set. Um, and it, and they will not engage with you if you don't honor that boundary. Um, and if, if you do that healing work and they, that door never opens again, it is because not, it's not because the person is shutting the door on it. It's because God is trying to, God or your higher power is trying to direct your energy elsewhere. Um, so they're saying like, look, this is not your twin soul or look, you are done with this person. And now you are meant, you know, you're meant to stay open and see, just see where the next upset is. And, um, this is, again, it's true, not just for communication. It's true for anything, uh, on this journey, the, your, you know, your higher power is going to show you the next step. And then you just complete the step, um, complete your healing work on the step. You see your reality shift and then you keep going. Um, and, and the, then God presents you the next step. Um, so, you know, typically, this is all for your highest good. So 
don't be afraid to get blocked because it's probably for your highest good. Um, you know, if you're, if you're getting blocked because you chose ego, so let's say they stopped, they stopped wanting to talk to you and you, uh, were insistent on continuing to talk to them and, you know, you were determined to get your way with them. That's kind of like a manipulation, um, even just a persuasion. It's, it's, you know, it's basically a choice out of ego or out of fear. And so that, that can cause a block between you and your twin. But the minute you choose to only love them and you choose not to interact with them out of ego or fear, then that shifts for you. And then they, they unblock you. Um, seen this a bunch of times. So, uh, definitely it's true and it works. All right. So then the third rule is that you want to fully express yourself until you are empty. So this is kind of the con or the, um, yeah, the compliment complimentary, um, rule to the second rule, because what I see is two different camps. There's the people who they push and push and push until they get blocked. Um, and, and these are people who like keep pushing the boundaries. Uh, and then, you know, the twin just has to, in order to disengage, they have to block you. And then there's the other camp that holds themselves back, um, over and over and over again. They hold themselves back and they will not, um, they basically will not communicate because the other person does something that they interpret as a boundary when it's not. Uh, it's kind of the best way to describe it. So as long as you, again, same as the second one, as long as you are reaching out from a place of love, then you can fully express yourself until you are empty with your twin soul. And so what is actually going on here? So one, it's about, um, it's really healing like a lack of worth or unworthiness um, is typically what's healing. And that can manifest in so many different forms. Um, but just healing like insecurity, basically insecurity around, uh, reaching out to somebody, uh, healing inability to take up space. Um, so when you fully express yourself with your twin, you're basically demanding respect from them, uh, not from a place of control, but from a place of sovereignty. And really just, you're saying, you know, again, as long as you're following rule number one and reaching out from a place of love, you're basically saying like, I matter. I am, I, I don't need permission to communicate who, who I am, how I feel, whatever. Like I, I don't need permission. Um, so that is what your, that is what sovereignty is, is that you believe in yourself, you love yourself and you are going to, you're going to reach out because you wanted to. Um, it's claiming your right to take up space. So, you know, and I, I have struggled with this before where I'm like, you know, this person does not owe me an answer. I get that. Um, but it's also like, I don't owe them my silence. Um, it's kind of the best way to say it. So it's like, if they, um, basically if they want to, if they want to not communicate with me, then they have to say so. So you don't owe anyone your silence. You don't owe anyone your discomfort. Um, and don't, you don't have to make your twin soul comfortable. 
Um, this is, I've talked about this before quite a bit, when you can see that you're triggering your twin soul, and so as a result, you pull back so that you stop triggering them. That's, that's not what to do on this journey. Um, you want to fully go for it and fully express yourself, and if you trigger them, then you trigger them. That's for them to heal. Um, and to hold back in order to not trigger people is codependent. Um, it's a people-pleasing thing. Um, and I'm saying, <laughs> I'm kind of making fun of it because I have this so hardcore. Um, and I, I never thought I, I did not think I had this. But I am exactly like this. I will hold back and hold back and hold back and never express my true self in order to make other people comfortable, um, just just so that they don't have to uh, reject me or they don't have to, you know, have a tough conversation with me. So, yeah, um, you don't, yeah, you don't want anyone your silence or your discomfort. And then one of my soul brothers was telling me this. He said, "There's nothing worth being misunderstood," um, and I think that's very important if you are finding yourself a rule number three-er and always breaking rule number three. All right, so a couple more things about this. You may be wondering, why do I have to essentially push the person? Which is not pushing, it's just being persistent. Being persistent is and like pushing on a boundary is different than crossing a boundary. So don't cross a boundary, that's rule number two. But being persistent is rule number three. Um, and and again, you want to be in tune with your higher power. You want to make sure you're being called to do this. You want to make sure it's out of love, not ego. But you, you are going to have to be persistent and pursuant on this journey in some ways. Um, in general, people, people leave doors open. And it's gotten much worse with... Uh, the advent of the internet. So, and especially in dating, you know, you hear about ghosting, you hear about stringing people along or like keeping people in the back pocket. Um, and, you know, the reason that this happens is that people are, people prefer to leave doors open when it doesn't cost them anything. So if it's not draining them energetically, then they'll just leave the door open because it would be more energy to close the door and it would also um take you know it would also take something from them because they, they they're that door being open gives them some thread of joy uh, maybe they like the attention maybe like you know whatever it is or maybe they know they have feelings for you and so they don't want to close that door um so leaving the door open it doesn't cost them anything um and it you know it it really is that if it's costing you something, then keep pushing on that door until they either open it more or until they close it. Um, because that is what self-love is. Um, and if somebody is really, really not wanting to speak to you, they will close the door on you. Um, and it, it may not be communication. It may be, a they may block you. Uh, they may you know, they may then ask you to stop contacting them, whatever it might be, but they will close that door in some way. So I'm going to tell you a story about this. Um, I was on the end of not closing the door. 
what had happened is I dated this guy like way long ago. And, and when I say dated, I went on a date with him a long time ago, like 2011, I think. Um, you know, a couple, it was a couple months after my ex-husband and I had separated and we were friends and I felt like I had to give him a chance basically, which again was like this people pleasing codependent thing I had going. Uh, I don't obviously don't think that anymore, but that was, so at that time I went on a date with him, wasn't into it, uh, didn't really respond to much else that he you know, he, he like asked me out a couple more times. I just said, no, can't do it right now. And just haven't, you know, didn't, didn't talk to him otherwise. Um, so I was looking for, so I write fiction. <laughs> I was looking for, um, names and I had always loved this person's name. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to write it into my book. And so this was 2017 when this happened. So start dated him in 2011, didn't speak to him for six years, um, basically, you know, maybe like a text or two for six years. Um, and then in 2017, I decided to put his name into a book um, for a minor character because um, this character was Indian, this guy was Indian that I had dated, and um, he... Yeah, like, uh, I just thought his name was, like, so, like, perfect. Like, I just thought it was a great name. Literally, literally, like, like, within, like, less than 12 hours, not even kidding, and this is a private, like, document that I put his name into. This is not a book that I had released yet. Um, I was doing the draft of it. So, like, less than 12 hours later, he's, the, the actual person started messaging me. And at first he was messaging me like, um, saying like, do you remember our date? And like, how are you doing? And, and I was like, yes. And he, you know, he was like, um, you didn't really enjoy dating me, did you? And I said, you know, it wasn't personal. I was, I was, um, I was going through a hard time and you and I have already talked about this. So it must've been that he had texted me at some point and asked me what was going on. And I was like, yeah, I'm like just recovering from my, um, my separation slash divorce. I, you know, I was like, I'm not, not really like into dating right now was what I had told him. And I said, you know, we've already talked about this. And then he like kind of keeps persisting. He knows I'm married, by the way. It's like all over my profile. He's trying to chat me up on Facebook Messenger. So he, he already knows that I'm married, um, uh, remarried and of course, you know, this is like, this is like six years later. That's why. Um, so here he knows I'm remarried and he, you know, he keeps like trying to chat me up and like, I'm like, oh, are you going through a hard time? Um, like, are you, you know, cause I, I looked at his profile. I'm like, oh, he had pictures with this woman and now his pictures are solo again. Um, so I was like, are you going through a breakup? Like, are, are you doing okay? And he was like, it's not about that. And then he keeps on messaging me. And so then I'm just like, and it's starting to get like, he's trying to get very flirty or like very secretive with me and I'm not interested at all. So I'm just like not even reading his messages anymore. And over the course of like four or five days, he keeps messaging me and messaging me. And there must've been like, I don't know, 10 to 10, 12, 13 messages by the end of it. Um, 
and, and I wasn't responding to any of them. And he was just persisting and persisting. And finally, you know, I get to like message 13. I'm in, you know, I'm on, on, um, I'm at a conference with my friends in Austin, Texas. And I'm just like, block. <laughs> like I just, I'm just like done like hearing from him. So I, I just hit the block button. Um, you know, the next morning or something, I unblock him and he never, he never speaks to me again. Like I haven't heard from him since not friends on Facebook anymore. Um, but that was, that was basically what happened. And I was thinking about that because it's like, well, why did I just, why did I let him message me so many times? Or like, why did, you know, even like why, why, why after the, after we dated, did I even stay friends with him on Facebook when I knew I wasn't interested? Uh, and, you know, I was trying to think about that. And what it came down to is that I was leaving that door open. Like one, it wasn't costing me anything to leave it open um, because I wasn't thinking about him at all. And then two, it was, um, it was like, there was some small part of me that, uh, liked the attention, I think, um, or liked, you know, liked to stay connected to that past piece of my life. Um, and it was, it was just like this tiny little thing, but when he kept pursuing, I eventually closed the door on it. Um, and this is really what you have to do with the, your twin soul or the person you think is your twin soul. Like you have to, um, you know, you have to fully express yourself. And like, uh, if, if you need it, and if this is an energetic leap for you, like keep going until they close the door on you. Um, and this is, this is kind of what happened with him, um, this person. And, you know, like, again, I unblocked him like fairly quickly within, within less than 24 hours. So he could have messaged me again, but, um, you know, I just, it's like, it wasn't anything to me. That's, that's why I left it open. Um, it, it costs, if it costs you a lot, make them shut the door. And, uh, I have one more story about this. Um, because again, I struggled with this. So I had a former coworker who got the talk, um, about how he wasn't hitting his sales goals and, you know, it was a thing and like, they're going to monitor him. And then if, if things don't change, they're going to let him go. Like he had like a month or six weeks or something like that. And I was, he was telling me about this and I was like, Ooh, like, are you, you know, like, so you're going to start looking for a new job. Because that's what I would do. I would be like, oh, they're starting to reject me. So like, let me get my backup in place um, so that if they fire me, like I'm covered. And he really surprised me. He was like, no, I'm not looking for another job. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing with sales. I know it works. I have experience with sales and I'm going to get results. Um, and I was like, wow. Um, and so I was kind of like digging into this more like, aren't you worried about this? Aren't, you know? And he was like, you know what, if they want me out of this company, they're going to have to fire me was, was basically his attitude. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, he's like, I want to work here. I'm not going to leave until they fire me. And I was like, you know, I could really take some lessons from this because <laughs> I would definitely like, like anytime I sense that rejection, I'm definitely like, Ooh, I'm out. Um, 
but you know, this was, and this is something I have struggled with in, um, communication as well, where like, it's almost like I'm rejecting myself before somebody has a chance to reject me. Uh, so that's what I would encourage you with this third one. If it's a challenge for you is, um, don't reject yourself before your twin soul can reject you basically. Um, you know, so definitely if you, if you are called to say something to them and that channel is open and they have not told you not to keep contacting them, like just say it. Don't worry if you've already messaged them a couple times and they ignored it or you were left on read or, you know, any, or you were ghosted, like any of these like modern terms for how people are horrendous at texting and messaging each other. Um, don't worry about any of that. Like just, just express yourself fully, um, until the door is shut on that and then honor that boundary. So I hope these three rules were helpful to you. Again, number one, you can only reach out from a place of love. Number two, honor boundaries in the physical. And number three, fully express yourself until you're empty. Uh, let me know what you think of these rules. Um, three simple rules for twin soul engagement. Thank you so much for watching and listening and have a beautiful and blessed day. Wishing you could get solid information on how to navigate your twin soul journey? Make sure you check out my book related to this episode called Your Twin Soul Journey, A Guide to Experience Eternal, Unconditional, Harmonious, Embodied Love and Union with Your Divine Partner. In the book, you'll learn the cornerstone concepts you must understand to embark on this journey, the truth about the twin soul stages, and my own personal roadmap to finding your unique way through this journey. How to heal quickly through any separation blocks you are facing on your twin soul journey. And answers to all your most pressing questions about twin soul purpose, twin soul telepathy, and twin soul myths. You can find the book, Your Twin Soul Journey, at all the major retailers or find links in the description to learn more. And don't forget to check out the rest of the books in the Twin Soul Hearts and Union series.